0: she loves herself with jill Ritchie, showing you how to embrace vulnerability and unearth your power within
1: good morning everyone welcome back to another episode of she loves herself the podcast it's friday which means i have a guest well actually i don't have one guest i have five guests on this week's episode so 11 weeks ago I started a journey with five incredible women called The Empowered Woman Authentic Success. And this was created by me. We started it on the 1st of July and I created this because I am always working on myself. I'm always working on how I can really come back to myself, how I can meet my own needs, how I can trust myself and create authentic success rather than expecting someone else to meet our needs when we can't meet our needs for ourselves. So obviously as a coach, I need to navigate my own way through that, work on my own stuff, heal any trauma that I have. And when I do that, I then teach others how to do the same. So The Empowered Woman was created and these five epic women, Gemma, Siobhan, Bev, Vicki, and Pamela all said yes to working with me for 10 weeks. We finished our journey a week and a bit ago and as part of that journey we were always going to create a podcast episode now. I remember at the beginning they were like, oh I don't know if I'm ready for that but they've been on such an epic journey. I cannot wait for you to hear their own individual stories and where they are right now and what they've really uncovered about themselves. And I think that these are women who are not used to speaking on podcasts. They're not famous. They are people like us who feel what we feel who come up against what we all come up against and they have really navigated their way through this on this epic journey the lessons that they've learned the um trauma that they have healed and almost come real come back to the their real authentic self so i am not going to share what they are going to share i'm going to let you hear from them but if you do want to join my next Empowered Women 10-week program, it starts on Thursday the 7th of October. There is a couple of spaces left. It has to be right for you and for me as the coach and mentor guiding you through this. So go to the show notes if you do want to connect with me and we can have a discovery call just to, to make sure that it is right for you. And if it's not, that's okay. Not everyone is ready to do this. But it is my wish that every single woman really does this work and understands the power that she already holds within herself. So without any further ado, let's go in and hear from these epic women who I absolutely love.
2: She loves herself with Jill Ritchie.
1: So here we go, ladies. Yes! (laughs) I'm really, really buzzing because I have got... A lovely group of ladies with me on the she loves herself podcast this is a first so we've had we're on season three now and i've never done this before but it was really important to me that i wanted to do this and i wanted to bring these five incredible women onto the podcast because i have been working with them and actually we've been working together but we've also been growing together so much over the past 10 weeks these women Gemma, Siobhan, Bev, Vicky, Pamela trusted me 10 weeks ago to go on a programme together, which is The Empowered Women. And I remember speaking to them all at the start saying, okay, at the end of it, we're going to record a podcast episode together. And I can't believe, like, the past 10 weeks have just gone on so fast, ladies. So obviously I need you guys to talk, so I can see you're all on mute now. So just take yourselves off mute, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's just going to be a conversation for Jill. Um, Right. So ladies, let's just cut to the chase, right? What was it that made you think, right, I need to actually do this programme. I'm going to start with you, Siobhan, on the hot seat. Yeah. Okay, Siobhan, tell us who you are. Tell everyone that's listening who you are and what made you reach out for The Empowered Women.
3: So my name is Siobhan, um and I had been following Jill on Instagram for uh, probably actually since during lockdown. I started listening to her podcast and following her on Instagram and then so I spent lockdown back in Scotland. I actually now I live in London. I have done for, for 11 years now and I came back to London. Life had started to getting back to a bit of normality but not full not fully normal still working from home and um I, th- I think I was just kind of stuck in a bit of a rut like spending days in front of my laptop in my flat um and I saw the empowered woman um Jill put up a post about it on Instagram and I don't know what it was it was just like a feeling <laughs> that yeah. I kind of thought that looks like exactly what what I need at the moment it was I had never done um any sort of coaching before I'd never done any sort of program like this before um and I just kind of felt like it was something that I needed to do and I reached out to Jill we had a conversation and I think within a couple of days, it
1: it started. That, well, that was Siobhan, out. and I remember the conversation because I was away for, in Blackpool. <laughs> yeah. I was in Blackpool with the kids and Daryl and my sister. And I remember speaking to you exactly where I was. I was on the beach just at the Central Pier. Anyone that's been to Blackpool knows where I'm at. And I remember the conversation we had, we really connected and there was a few questions I asked you and I remember you coming back to me saying the questions you asked me, it just got me really to open up and think about other possibilities. So I do, I remember it, it was a great conversation and you were quite last minute to join actually, it was probably just about two days before we started yeah, I think so. So we had the
3: conversation and then you were like, yeah, just have a think about it. Let me know. So and I was just like, I'm just going to do it.
1: Yeah. I'm so, I'm so that. glad. So glad I did. Oh, I'm glad you did too. It wouldn't be the same without her, would it, ladies? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> you can speak, you know. Um, okay, Pamela, I'm going to come to you, right? Pamela. Pamela is a healer, by the way. We're just going to put <laughs> out there. She's a healer. Pamela, tell everyone who you are and what it was that drew you to the Empowered Women. Thank
4: you, Jill. Um, I'm Pamela. I'm from Curlook in Lanarkshire in Scotland. So um, we were just going to chat a wee bit beforehand as well. So back in uh, January time, I actually had COVID, so I wanted to heal properly from that so made some changes back then with diet etc but I also wanted to get um, what was going on in my mind under a bit more control so I actually joined the Unearth Your Power uh, course. I did the the wee free um, kind of taster session that Jill and Lynette had done first and then joined the course so that was pretty transformational for me and a lot of procrastinating, and I'm not doing that. But <laughs> and, I'm not um, doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, so I did it anyway, and it was amazing, the changes that I could feel in the shifts. So I just wanted to carry on um, more. Um, so I was going to maybe go down the, the road, Bethlehem and Jill again, but then, the um, as Siobhan said, I was following uh, Jill as well on Instagram etc and the Empowered Women um, Mm -hmm. course came up and that just kind of spoke to me as well so I contacted Jill again and again we had chat and it's just been amazing what we've done in the past 10 weeks. Not been been easy, um, (laughs) a bit challenging
1: yeah but it's been amazing. Oh Pamela you're amazing as well and Siobhan all of you are and um, we've just gotten so close actually Um, all of us all six of us in the 10 weeks so yeah and I remember our conversation as well I think you were the second person to join which was fantastic we had a great conversation the first person to join was Vicky and I'm going to come to you next Vicky (laughs) I remember where I was when I spoke to you in my house in my kitchen and we had a really great conversation so Vicky tell everyone who you are and what was it that drew you to the Empowered Women and made you say, right, you know what, I'm going to do this.
5: Hi, Yeah, I'm Dickie and I'm living in Fife in Scotland. Um, a bit like Siobhan and Pamela, I've been following Jill on Instagram and listening to the podcasts. Um, I'd contemplated doing something. I was thinking about Unearth Your Power and then saw the post for um, Empowered Woman. And that was it. Just, bit, again, just something spoke to us. And I just thought, yeah, I'm I'm one of the five. I was like, I know I am. I need to do something. And um, I'm very, or I was, very heady and everything was in my head. Um, and doing this course was just amazing. I didn't realise how much I'd bottled up and looked inside. Um, and it's just been incredible. You know, just five women who ordinarily we wouldn't have met and yet we're all connected and we've all just opened up and let probably said and shown sides of ourselves that we've never shown our family or friends and it's it's just been it has it's been amazing it's just really really transformational and I can't say thank you enough for it really you know
1: Vicky I felt that emotion there (laughs) I'm so proud of you because I know for all of you this is so new coming on and speaking on a podcast right but actually Vicky I know we've had a conversation we'll come back to this around the nerves and worrying about what people think so you just did that and it was amazing right that's such Mm -hmm. a shift from when we first connected So it's just bloody awesome and so I'm going to move over to Bev Bev so Bev, we've obviously done some work together before, but tell everyone who you are and what it was about the Empowered Woman that made you say, yeah, I'm going to go for that next. OK, I'm Bev. I live in Broughty Ferry near Dundee and I
2: worked with Jill. Yeah, and something that made me want to work with Jill was Jill's story and how similar it was to mine in terms of her work life, the balance that she had before She became a coach um, and it was very similar to mine. I was in a kind of full-time job and um, was really stressed out. And Mm. I became a coach years ago kind of through work, but something was drawing me into doing that for myself. Um, So the Empowered Women, I'd done some work with Jill on, on Earth, which was around my business and around about, a kind of course that I've been working on but it started to unpick some stuff for me um I from the outside looked like I had it all I think and people would always say to me you know since you've left work you're doing amazing and I wanted to empower other women and but something underneath hadn't been worked on and we started to uncover that and unearthed so when I saw the post on LinkedIn about the um, empowered women I read it and I thought oh my goodness I need this and I just kept thinking how am I going to do it I really need it in my life so um that's why I came on because it has just been 10 weeks of unpicking some stuff right under the surface layer that I needed to deal with in order to empower other women
1: oh beautifully put Bev I love that thank you so much and finally let's come to Gemma Again, Gemma and I have known each other for, you know, probably about 18 months now. So Gemma, tell everyone who you are and what was it about The Empowered women? Because you were the last person to join on the day, I think.
0: <laughs> like literally within minutes of it starting because I got out of the <laughs> WhatsApp group so late. Because um, I was on the fence. I So my name is Gemma. I live in a wee place called Helensburg near Loch Lomond in Scotland. And um, I've had the pleasure of working with Jill for... Like you say, the past 18 months, and I actually met you a couple of years or a year or two before that. And what's really, really bizarre is that I remember meeting you for the first time, like Bev just said there, hearing your story. And I thought, I am so, like, connected to that woman in some way. And I just knew that I was going to do something with you. And then I reached a period of my life where... I'd kind of left my a full-time job that was in quite a kind of high responsibility role and very demanding role, long hours. And I'd started a business, I'd been running that business for about four years, but I felt really lost. And I just, yeah, I was, I was waking up, feeling really anxious, had no direction. And I was like, there's more that I, that I'm, you know, I was, I was feeling that kind of loss. That's why I reached out to you and we went on a one-to-one coaching journey. And then I did some work with you and Lynette on your courses. And I have just, I am a totally different person. Um, and I am who I've always been, but mm. that's what's happened is I've had to kind of unpeel back the layers, like unravel my story, like kind of go back in the past to really strip back the layers and, you know, reignite who Gemma was underneath the surface. And for me, the reason why I joined the Empowered Women is because, you know, over the past year, and this isn't to say, oh, look at me, but this is to see what's possible when you work on yourself. I went from feeling really lost, unfulfilled and having no direction to setting up a coaching business, having one-to-one clients, doing monthly women sessions, doing events, launching my own program within like a year. Mm-hmm. and so it just when you really start to understand who you are and you gain confidence in who you are and you start to love her on a deeper level you then start to go out and take more aligned action and you know and so it's really amazing but the empowered woman for me was the whole thing around authentic success
1: yeah
5: was
0: this whole thing around authenticity and you know creating authentic success because that's what I realized for me was that I just hadn't done I hadn't been the real Gemma I hadn't really allowed her to freely sort of be her without the judgment, without the fear of what other people think. And that's what the empowered one really stood out for me because it was creating that authentic success. And for me going Mm. forward and whatever I want to do, I want to keep being my most true self and help other women become their most true, you know, authentic self. So yeah, and it's just been it's been so good. And kind of like mm. what Vicky was saying, coming out of the head and getting into the body more, it's been that's been a really, really key thing for me. And obviously over the past ten weeks that's what we've been able to done to do. Yeah. So and I've loved and these women. I know, loved-
1: ladies, I bloody love you all, honestly. Like, so when we, I saw Siobhan, and, and actually, most of you were nodding there when Gemma said the word authentic success, because no one wants to think they're inauthentic. Like when you say to someone, and I talk a lot about this and Gemma, we used to laugh at this when I used to say to you right, that, about your truth, you're like, what do you mean my truth? I am an honest person. Like, but we no one thinks they're not honest or being truthful, but there is so many layers to us when we try and, you know, fit into a box and please other people or meet the expectations of what society says a good girl or a good woman should be we start creating barriers and walls, right? So Shavon, talking about like walls. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about them walls, right? So Siobhan, throwing, throwing this one out there, right? So everyone has them, right? So what would you say was your walls that you had up and have you had them up most of your life, Shavon? I think I have. And I think the
3: the word that, always that was used throughout the 10 weeks is vulnerability and that's um I guess such a it's got so many different meanings to it and for me when I joined this program I definitely had a wall up and I don't I don't think I maybe I maybe realized it um so and that that's in a, a number of different areas of my life, I think. I, um, I always thought that I've i have got quite a successful career and I've always worked really hard. Um, and I always thought that that's kind of what success meant. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, when you get to know kind of what's really important to you in your life, you learn to think about, Okay, what, what do I love about myself? What what does self-love mean to me? You get into deeper and deeper layers and start to uncover things about yourself and um about what's really important to you in life. And that's what that comes down to friendships, relationships, um, relationships with family. And I think this course for me has just given me so much more awareness of and I I think that's another really important word it's about it's about awareness of it so Jill you said to me at the start of the 10 weeks after 10 weeks you're not ever going to be triggered again you're not never going to feel Mm. sad again or um, but it's about having awareness of that and then having the mechanisms and the tools to then help you help you cope I mean in the final week uh, the the ladies will tell you i um had a bit of an emotional journey and mm. um like a, just a really emotional week. I cried quite a lot, and I wasn't really sure why um but I think every week we come onto the the call and you know you've got these strong, powerful women that you can talk to and that are that are there for you and have got your back and th- these are women that I've never even met in person. So um, I think for me, even in that final week, just letting that wall down, crying a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, I, I promised I wouldn't bring the tears onto the podcast, but you never know. <laughs> um, <laughs> bring on the tears! We're still early on in the recording. Uh, but yeah, knowing, knowing that you've got sort of five women who you've never even met before but are holding that space for you and, and have your back is has just been amazing
1: yeah I love that Siobhan and everyone really felt that for you because that and um, everything is energy and we can tell when someone's got a wall up or their guards up and it's it's about protection and when any of us have those walls up it's to protect ourselves we don't feel safe when it's down and being vulnerable so you use that word vulnerable and for me um we're we all feel vulnerable but again we use that it's that word like it's like it's weak or it's unsafe actually it's really safe to be vulnerable i find it really we need to change the narrative to like empowered vulnerability because it gives us so much power we can actually claim so much of our truth and our power back when we are vulnerable. And when we can speak our truth and know that, you know, we don't die, I think it's that fear of what is going to happen if I say this, am I going to be judged? You can't get it wrong when you speak your truth. And in those moments, Siobhan, when you felt safe to do it, you were able just to say and tune into, like, actually, this is the truth of what I want in my life. And I think that's it. So many of us as women. Don't really say what it is we really want. And actually, for anyone listening, ask yourself, like, what do I really want? Actually, you'll probably have a blank. (laughs) Because when you think about what you really want, you automatically go to, well, what What is meant to be good? You know, what does society think I should be? What is being a good parent or being a good friend or being a good daughter? What is what's that? You know, is everyone else happy? And when you actually think about what you really want, so many people say, I don't know. I don't know, because we've never really given ourselves permission to go into that, because sometimes it can feel a little bit emotional to go into what it is we really want. But if we're able to hold that space and remember when you did that, Siobhan, when there was resistance there to go there, but when you allowed yourself to really go into the body as opposed to the mind and you said yourself, I didn't know why I was crying. That's when that's our absolute soul speaking to us because the mind will make sense of stuff and will try and make sense but the the body and the soul doesn't know it's just like I don't know why I just it's just a feeling that's truth that's truth right there and the more that we as women and men I guess can allow ourselves to go in and connect more with the body not the mind the more it will present to itself, it starts to, there's almost an element of trust that's built between you and your body and your soul, because you're showing up for them more, you're listening more, you're holding space more. So, and I feel like for all of you, but particularly you Siobhan that started to really come through when you started to own what it was that you really wanted. And I'm not going to ask you to share that. You don't need to share that, but everyone here knows what that was. And it was just a really beautiful moment. Everything shifted for you in that moment. And you're right. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have pain and challenge. You know, we are human beings. We're having a human being experience. We live a human life. But actually when you know, actually I'm so much more connected to myself, rather than the mind you start to trust yourself and there's a deep knowing that I'll be okay as long as I keep speaking my truth yeah 100% I love that and so okay I'm going to come over to Vicki. Vicki, when we're talking about vulnerability and I remember you saying this you were like I thought I was going to like do this course and I would be like a totally different person remember you're like a changed woman and I'm not and that's the beauty right so talk to us about that what you thought you were going to get versus what you got honestly yeah um
5: I do I I started uh, well prior to starting the course I thought right at the end of 10 weeks I'm going to be totally transformed I'm going to be like taking no crap off anybody <laughs> I'm going to like know what I want I'm just going to be like different I'm not going to be Vicky I'm going to be like like a super Vicky like this new like you know improved version of and yeah it was the 10 weeks have been really really interesting in that mm-hmm. it's it's a lot harder it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be because I've got 44 years of Bottled up in suppressed emotions and crap inside that I'm just trying to, but each lesson, each lesson was a challenge. I'm not going to lie. Each lesson was a challenge. And obviously, you know, you would read it and go, that's easy. And then start doing it and going, oh my God. And it, I've come out at the end and I know myself, and I, you know, I've said this in the group as well, I've, there's still loads of work to do, but I'm in a definitely, I'm in a more, I'm in a better place to, to deal with it because I've had the lessons and I know what I now need to do and I know how to work on myself. And I think the biggest thing I've learned out of this is to be kinder to myself, be a lot kinder and stop being so, you know, you read all these things all the time. So you follow people and it's like, you know, don't, you know, treat yourself like you would treat other people and speak to yourself. Like, and you're like, yeah, 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 I do. But. I realised how how horrible I was, and I have been yeah. to myself. Um, and the, the way I think about, or used to think about myself and the way I would say things, I would say it to myself, I would never say it to anybody. And I think that's the biggest thing I've took out of it. It's it's not a quick fix, it isn't. And it's going to be a continuous journey that I'm going to have to just forevermore still work on. Um, but like I said, I'm definitely more equipped do it um and it's, it's made us braver i've you know we've chatted in the group and i've enrolled at college and i'm ready to ho- go and follow something i've wanted to do for 16 years and you know <laughs> this is all because because of the women that are here and the support i've had and um yeah i mean you know so if, if you know i would say if you're thinking about doing the course 10 weeks is don't don't be like me and think at the end you're going to come out and be like like I say wearing a cape it be like you know <laughs> SV on your chest super big because you know you're not <laughs> and there's going to be loads of tears and loads of snotters because there was loads with me um, and some of the things like with transformation like you know the you know when you were saying there about what you really want that for me that was hard because yeah. as you say I was like I don't know I don't know I had a baby when I was 22 and I've never ever put myself first or thought about what Vicky wants, and that's something I'm still, I'm getting there. But yeah, it's, it's hard because as females, I don't we don't we don't put ourselves first and we don't think about our needs. We just you just continue and be mum or friend or sister, and 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 just it's easy to just get carried away with life without actually yeah. caring for yourself. So yeah, I mean the, these ten weeks have been amazing, but as I say, I'm not. There's no soup SV going to be on my chest yet, but hopefully soon. As
1: long as you got it, like I yeah. absolutely, I know what you're saying and I'll laugh about the cake, <laughs> but actually it is about coming back to yourself. Gemma mentioned it, so did Siobhan around, you know, changing and, and, and everything like that. Actually, it's about really not being who you thought you should be and coming mm-hmm. back to who you were always always were like who you were born you were born whole and complete somewhere along the line we all learn to try and change ourselves you know Mm -hmm. and it's hard and and actually that's the reason that so many of us feel like what is going on why do I have these things and I should be grateful but actually we don't want to say we're not but inside we're like I actually feel like really like lost or I feel like there's something really big missing in my life and I truly believe that that is because we try and live a life that isn't the life that our soul chose for us like we try and change and so when you're talking there Vicky and this is for anyone you don't do this for 10 weeks and then stop like this is ongoing like life doesn't stop so you don't stop like you know, opening up your consciousness just opens you up to more and more. And it takes time, Vicki. I've been doing this for three and a half years solid. And there's still more layers there that I unpick and uncover. But it's also trusting yourself. And I think what you're starting to do and I see in you is an element of starting to really be a bit kinder to yourself and trusting mm-hmm. yourself a bit more. Like you were, remember when Vicky, ladies, remember when Vicky first came on, she's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm
5: sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I, i'm sorry i'm saying sorry <laughs>
5: <laughs> and you know actually i've noticed i don't say it as often now that's happening a lot less it's if, if like actually apologizing which is mad but um yeah i actually i do remember that call sorry sorry i know it sounds stupid but sorry sorry i'm deaf <laughs> sorry <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. Oh, what are we like? Hey, eh? we're so mean to ourselves, and I think that's it, Vicky. Especially as women, when you you it's role model to you in a certain way, or or society tells you to be a certain way, you think that you know, especially when you become a mum, or you know, I'm not important anymore. Mm-hmm. I've got to put everyone else before me, and actually. When you feel resentment towards that, you then feel like a bad person because you're like, oh my God, I'm so ashamed. I feel such shame that I actually don't want to put my kids first today. I just want to put myself first. I want everyone just to piss off and leave me alone. (laughs) And that's the truth though. No one really says that. And then so we feel like, I feel shame. Again, it's that narrative. And we do, remember we did a, a week on shame, Shattering shame. When we take on shame, it's like other people's story or expectations of how we should be. And so when we don't feel like that, we don't want to vocalise it because we feel like we'll be an outcast or we'll be judged so we internalize it and then we feel it in our gut it starts to manifest we feel resentful but then we feel guilty about feeling resentful so then we like push it down mode and we're very apologetic i'm a bad person and that's what we're saying like vicky sorry 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 mm-hmm. sorry for what You I
5: know, know. What you for? <laughs> i don't know <laughs> that's the really stupid thing you just don't know but yeah it is it's mad and as you say as well i've I've definitely started trusting me more you know for a while I would well not for a while I would always get that you know you get that feeling something says don't do that but then you would push it down or well, that doesn't feel right and then you'd be like god something said it was not to do that but now when I'm getting those feelings I'm going with them and going no that's right okay we're not doing that that's not right or no that feels and yeah it's it's bizarre like you, you yeah. do know as you say you've you've got it inside you it's just trust you know yeah. trusting yourself
1: yeah we've all got it it's intuition and it's trust in ourselves but we don't and the amount of times we say oh I, I knew that I knew yeah. I didn't I shouldn't have done that but I did it anyway and then we feel pissed off because we didn't trust ourselves <laughs> what's the, oh really isn't it and I think like when you're saying that it's learning to when you trust yourself you become empowered mm-hmm. like I, I know what's right for me okay maybe you want it this way but that's that's okay but that's not what I want. And and having that non-attachment, you know, to what other people think of you, what you think of you is so much more important. Because when you start to really trust yourself, you naturally just become less attached mm-hmm. to what other people think because you, you come back to yourself because you are unique. You're not the same as them. So you don't need to feel the same as them. You know, it's that whole, well, I think you should do this and you should feel like that. Well, you're not me. Mm-hmm. I'm me. You know, and it's not, it doesn't have to be like conflict. It's just like, well, that's okay. You you do you. And I actually am trusting that this is right for me. So I really love that. And I'm going to just come to Pamela. Pamela, so on the basis of trusting yourself, talk to us about your journey, right? <laughs> okay, so... we're laughing right around trusting yourself because we don't and this is the thing right so anyone listening to this and we're just being really clear here when you do this you'll still have moments where you're feeling like you're on fire i'm so empowered 24 hours later you could be feeling like oh my god i am at rock bottom i have lost the plot it's a journey pamela isn't it oh absolute journey and i think everybody
4: was trying to jump in in the bandwagon of the crying there but, you know that was me that was crying from the start and then I just passed that baton over to everybody just saying <laughs> um, so that's not something that I would ever have done either a lot of people if they're listening to this they'd be like what She was crying so I think that was just something that I felt I just had to do straight away as well it wasn't that I had to do it, it actually just happened do you know um, so that was good so that was like trusting myself to do that But as we're going through the journey, as you were saying there, Jill, yeah, I'm working through all the classes and the the lessons, and this is great. Yeah, I'm doing brilliant. Then, oh, my God, one time I was like, I think I'm going to die. I think I'm going to die with the fear here. This is terrible. I've made all these changes. Ah, I can't do it. What are people going to think? Oh, just all these kind of feelings. And it was awful, awful, awful. But you just have to calm down and use the methods that we've got we know and trust yourself and that do you know that voice that you've got that's that voice that we all have for why we came on the course in the first place it's still there and being able to nurture that and get back to where you should be and where you know you should be Mm -hmm. what you should be
1: doing yeah I love that And why do you think we don't trust ourselves as women particularly, Pamela?
4: I think maybe we've we've been in roles for so many years um, or we've done something for so many years and it's become that voice in your head now and it's the way that you've become. Um, And then you maybe feel I'm not capable of changing this, but you really are. Um, if you you know do the work sit down listen to what you've got to say what's going on in your heart and we totally can change what we want to do yeah
1: and and also also healing those pains right so again there's a real fear when we cry so you what we're talking about is when we had our first live call together pamela got really emotional and what that did though is that gave everyone else permission to be vulnerable like what Pamela had been and it felt really safe didn't it yeah yeah Yeah. and I think that's it it's trusting yourself to to say well I'm here for a reason and I need to to be all in and do this work but resistance is going to come Mm -hmm. and and it will come again oh yeah and when we open up our heart a bit um
4: We do then have the space for shifts to occur in your body. And then that makes your thinking change. And then the thinking changes the way that your body reacts. And then your body can actually heal from that. So by doing some healing work on yourself, you will change the way that your body expresses genes and makes you feel better and lets you heal.
1: Yes, I love this, Pamela. Now we're getting there, Pamela. I've been teasing her, right? Come and talk to us about this because, Pamela, tell everyone what it is you've been doing for the past X amount of years, who you've so, worked with. T-
4: 25 years, um I've worked in a hospital pharmacy, and for the last, oh, I don't know how many now, good, good decade or so, longer than that, I've been working in cancer care. So I am um, work. I'm a pharmacy prescriber as well. So I work with a brilliant nurse, uh, Jackie, and we have a prescribing clinic that we do for metastatic breast cancer patients. So that's the work I've been doing for years and years and years now. And it's fantastic. And we, we all do a great job. But for me, that isn't the only part in the cancer care journey for patients. It's one spoke in the wheel mm-hmm. and I just knew I had to do something else because the feeling was like bubbling up, bubbling up, bubbling up. I'm like, this isn't just for me. I need to do other aspects of it. So it needs to have the whole healing journey for what I want to offer patients. So um, diet, um, emotional well-being, being Um, and chemotherapy immunotherapy that's another side of it as well but it has to be the whole picture
1: yeah much more holistic healing as well Pamela that you've been exploring and working on this past while and starting to really and we feel your passion when you speak about it because your emotion comes whenever you talk about it and what you want to help people with You know, I'm a firm believer in holistic healing and how we can really heal our trauma, which can then heal um, physical ailments in our bodies. So much of what we experience, whether it's, you know, um, autoimmune and lots of, you know, and I'm not saying that, oh, you know, we create our own cancer. We, you know, as a daughter of a mum who's had cancer for 18 years, I know how difficult it can be. But I also know that, when we can work on trauma and we can work on ourselves in a much more holistic way, we can really heal from a lot of things. Yeah. So, and I know that you're really passionate about that as well, now, Pamela.
4: Absolutely, yeah. And just even the work that I've done um, on this course, um that's all, also made me aware of so many different avenues um, that we can explore for patients as well. I mean, it's helped me and. I absolutely believe it'll help so many more
1: people as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that. Thanks, Pamela. Okay, I'm going to come to Gemma. Gemma, talk to us about inner child when you've done your inner child work.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> anyone that they've done inner child and it's been a nice experience is <clears throat> telling a big lie. And <laughs> um, I think the first time you ever said to me, we were in a session and you said, close your eyes for a moment. And I think I was talking about something and you just said, picture yourself, you know, as a child. And you just held me in that moment. What she looked like? Describe her what's she doing? And I just like, you know, burst into tears because I suppose when you look back at yourself, when you were young and naive, innocent, you know, free... You know didn't have a fear of judgment and just didn't have the stress of the world on your shoulders. I think it just takes you back to say mm-hmm. that's you and in your innocence, you know, and your in your purity. Um and it reminds you that deep down that's who you are, like that you're mm-hmm. you know you you are still that child, that fun, energetic, playful, innocent child who, you know, just came into this world and through you know, their childhood and their adolescence, they've just started to make meaning of who they are. And it was so big in my journey, like my sort of healing or whatever you want to say, personal development journey, it was huge because it was about unpicking, you know, we we touched on earlier about identities and beliefs about yourself. And I just realized that over the years I had really changed and like altered Gemma to to people please or to make other people happy or I hid parts of myself
1: yeah
0: yeah. and lots happened in my kind of childhood and like high school and stuff like that and that's so it's pivotal on how you create your identity of yourself isn't it so Mm. I just didn't realize I was living this my life through this lens And so when I went back to doing a child work, I could see, actually, this is where this belief about myself started. This is where I thought, oh, Gemma wasn't good enough or Gemma wasn't this or Gemma wasn't that. I I could see where this began. And then over the years, I just lived with that belief and gathered the evidence to support that, you know, because obviously the thoughts come first and then you start to take action. And and that's just kind of what I did. So I just I, I kept myself small And I mean, working with you, the good thing about having a coach is that they help you see your blind spots because again, we've touched on it today. Like, you know, you always want to be, you know, you want to be as a woman, you want to do everything yourself. You want to be like, I don't need anyone else to help me. And, you know, you you think you can do everything and we can, right. But when you have a coach, you can kind of see your blind spots. And for me, you know, helping me see that I had like self-sabotage tendencies you know I had a fear a huge fear of success and really Mm. putting myself out there um it was only until I was able to go into into my childhood and back into my memories and like my 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 past that I was able to see where this started from
1: yeah and work through it and almost heal that process because that's the thing within our childhood you have the awareness or You know, you have the awareness of where it comes from, but being able to actually navigate and reparent yourself. And it's not to say that your parents were bad parents. It's just they did their best with what they knew. You know, it was what it was. But actually, when you go in and hold space for that child to feel that emotion, because we as babies, we don't stop screaming because our parents say stop screaming. The baby just cries. It's like, no, no. I don't care what you think, I'm going to cry. And, you know, the terrible twos, we hear about the tantrums. A kid will kick off. It doesn't matter that you're in the middle of Tesco. They're going for it. Who cares what you think? But they learn, you know, because they're pure, you know, they, they're just, it's that pureness and they, they, they're they not conditioned then. And by the age of sort of six, seven, eight, they start to become programmed, right? This means I'm bad. If I behave like this, I'll get in trouble. This isn't a good, this isn't good girl behaviour, you know so we learn to be kind of put in a box and that's why we store all of that emotion so if you think as babies we just scream as children we'll kick off and we'll have a tantrum and we'll shake that emotion and that experience out of our body from like seven plus all of those emotions are all of a sudden suppressed we've learned like don't scream don't kick off don't cry that's the other one if you fall over come on don't cry you're like, I'm in agony, I want to cry. Oh, be brave, be brave. Okay, so so if I cry, I'm not brave. So I, I want to be brave, so I won't cry. And this is where we learn it all. So it's all about going and unpacking it all. Like you said something there, Gemma, about, um, like, I think you'd said something about the inner child and, and really identifying it. And I want to come to you, Bev, around really identifying any sort of trauma or sort of figuring out where it comes from and navigating your way through it because it can feel scary, right? To actually be vulnerable to trust and say, right, I'm gonna actually go with this experience and see what's on un- you know what's uncovered. Absolutely. And the word trauma
2: for me, I used to avoid it because I thought I don't have any trauma. I've not been through trauma. And then when we did that exercise, it was actually very quickly that I realised where a lot of stuff of how I've shown up throughout my life has come from, from when I was a child. Um, And yeah, now that awareness of that and kind of, it's almost like retraining myself into believing, actually that wasn't, you know, you, Mm -hmm. this is you. For like a long time, I think I felt, just about kind of similar to what James said there but it was almost like I felt so numb that I didn't know who I was I didn't I kept trying to fit into different situations different kind of groups of people and you know I would be anyone you wanted me to be really without that sounding no, kind of I sordid but you know what I mean it was like the kind of like you've talked about masks I talk about all the different masks that I used to wear as well um and Other trauma, and I say trauma again in that way that it doesn't mean, you know, something really horrific, but it can be something that's really made and had an impact on your life. I had trauma about five years ago that I hadn't dealt with, which I didn't realise was holding me back so much. And again, going through this experience has allowed me to be vulnerable and talk about it in a space that I've never been able to talk about it before and understand that once I move that I've allowed space for other stuff to come in
1: yeah absolutely I think that's it it's about being honest with yourself you know and a lot of the time we do expect people to meet our needs but if we can't meet our own needs and be honest about what it is we really want or what trauma we've experienced or what sadness we've experienced, how do we expect anyone else to show up in that way? Now, we are so powerful, right? And we attract these people into our lives and everything's a lesson. Sometimes we repeat a le- we repeat it and repeat it and repeat it until the lesson is learned. We will attract the same people into our lives that show up in the same way and often we will say, why do I keep attracting these people? Why does this keep happening? Why did I end up in this situation? Here I am again. And actually I want to say like, it's really, this is mirroring something back to you about yourself that you are not meeting a need for yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you meet that need for yourself, you create space for for the right people to come into your life who are an energetic match for you and who you are and and what you desire because everything is a mirror. Absolutely. The thing
2: around that for me was starting to be able to have those vulnerable conversations and speak my truth out loud. And uh, that's what I've started to do. And yeah, it's difficult sometimes for the other person to hear it. Yeah. But it's my truth. So it's how do we go from here?
1: Yeah. It isn't about
2: me being selfish, it's about, you know, being true to
1: myself. And so it's not attached. Yeah. And we did a whole piece on attachment. And I think it's great when we identify our attachment style, Mm. because I know mine was, and I can still dip into it, anxious avoidant. But I attract anxious attachment, anxious, eh, anxious attached. (laughs) And I'm anxious (laughs) avoidant. When we understand that was a book, right? We all got the book. When we understand it, we're like, holy shit, this is amazing because, and actually you're not stuck in that, you know, that attachment style. We can navigate and move around them. But, you know, I would definitely attract anxious, attached people, you know, and I'm running away from them and they're chasing me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was one of the biggest
2: things that came out for me was that attachment style. It actually screamed at me. It was like the book was written about Bev it was just quite uh, yeah so that for me the awareness that's helped me move on from a cycle of things from the past 20 odd years and mm. I've
1: understood where that comes from now it's quite amazing yeah. ladies you're nodding right if you wanted to bring yourself off mute like join in with this conversation around attachment and mirroring you know if certain if we can't be honest with ourselves how do we expect other people to Siobhan I think you were just going to come off mute there yeah I think
3: what Bev just said there about reading the book and feeling like it was talking to you just resonates so much with me that that week was such a such an eye-opener for me and I think I can't remember whether we did that and then self-love or self-love and then attachment styles but my attachment style is very much anxious Mm. um and it made me really recognize all of the behaviors and feelings and emotions that come up for me um, in all in all relationships in my life so it was just that was a really um yeah an eye-opening week and then we did self-love where um Jill I know you've got the the course coming up but you made us do an exercise where we recorded to ourselves um our story of of self-love and what self love means to us, and and um, what do we love about ourselves, and then kind of over the course of that week, listened back to that, and I guess just really it helps really reinforce actually we are all amazing women. We there are so many things that we love about ourselves, and so and so we should. Why yeah. why, why should we not? Um, but actually hearing yourself talking to yourself about why you love yourself, it started off awkward and then actually just becomes a really nice thing to look like. I still go back. That was kind of week four or five, I think. And I still go back and listen to that. So I think kind of understanding your attachment styles and where you might feel really vulnerable, really emotional, but then actually um, understanding why you feel like that but but that is just part of who you are and what you can do about it is was kind of a big a big breakthrough for me
1: that's beautiful I love that Siobhan and that what I was getting there was almost just meeting your own needs by coming back and loving yourself so okay I'm looking at this and I'm you know this is an anxious attached style I have at the moment and so how can I show myself rather than judge myself and put a wall up how can I actually go in and really start to honor myself what do I need I need love I need compassion I need kindness if you're feeling anxious what do you need you know you don't need someone to judge you and to put you down and to to shame you and actually the best way to do that it's not to expect someone else to do it for you. Yes, it's lovely to have that from a partner or a friend in a relationship, but you must meet this need for yourself first. And this takes time. Like you said, it's awkward at first. And this is where people quit because they try it for a few weeks and they go, oh, this is just stupid. I'm not doing it. And that's where the mind is like, this is weird. It's different. It doesn't make sense. You've never done this for 30 years of your life. Why are you doing it now? Forget it. And that's when people stop. It is about showing your mind and showing yourself that actually, no, 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 this is what I'm doing. I'm going to keep doing this and I'm going to create a habit and new neural pathways so that this is actually what I do now. Your mind and your brain starts to go, oh, this is what Siobhan does or this is what Gemma does. This is part of who she is because you weren't born the other way. It's just that we inherit these beliefs about ourselves and then we attract the people that we maybe shouldn't attract into our lives that validate, then validate like the belief that we have. You know, all men are this, blah, 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 blah. And then we get to be right. We get to be right. I knew that. Another one's done that to me. You know, I get to be right. And so it is about actually creating new neural pathways and the best way to do that is consistency and even though the mind will say no this is rubbish it's about doing it over and over and over again and eventually and I love that about your journey Siobhan is that you've started to really it started to soften and you've started to really honor your needs and even if we don't get our needs met externally it's about well actually this is my truth yeah yeah
0: and also, Jill just said, I wanted to chip in there because I think it's so important to remind as well. Like, kind of, I learned as well, like leaning into that sort of vulnerability or having awkward conversations, even if your relationship's good. Like, there was stuff that I like shared, like with my boyfriend, that I felt really vulnerable about, or a bit like held a bit ashamed about, or embarrassed around. But then it's like it's a gateway. Like, I think anything that you're fearful around, or like you're, you know, you're scared about sharing. When you do, when you call it out, it diminishes the fear around it, and you're not. It doesn't manifest inside, and I think it's so empowering. Like you mentioned earlier about you know being more empowered when you speak your truth being vulnerable it's like you're totally calling it out you're taking full ownership for it and it just doesn't seem as scary anymore And the more and more you keep doing that it frees up the space and you're like oh my god I feel like such a weight off
2: yeah. and I think the more
0: and more you do that in your relationship like the more and more you can be honest and communicate your needs from a place of you know you don't have to be an arsehole about it yeah it's just being a bit like this is how I feel and and even if it's ugly and <clears throat> You can't look them in the eyes or whatever it is. I think just, you know, calling it out. And it's also going to allow you to kind of see the kind of partnership that you're in as well, like how they receive that and the dynamic that you're in. So I think for me, I really learned to lean into resistance and lean into fear and lean into um, kind of that feeling of uncertainty because it can, it's the, I don't know, it's just it's the direction you need to take. It's the, it'll lead you to what you need to heal or work on and you'll feel so much more empowered the other side of it
1: mm, I love that. It's so true, yeah, it's an inside out job, and no one wants to hear it we 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 think that if we get the external thing or someone makes us feel better or someone does this for us or shows up for us that it's all going to be great. It never is because the minute what we're doing is we're giving our power away to other people, and the minute the minute they let us down, they don't show up for us or they sweep that rug from under our feet, we buckle because we've put all our eggs in their basket. And we're like, well, well, who am I when they do that? Well, what does that mean? And for me, it's my wish that everyone does this work so that they start to feel truly empowered regardless of what's happened externally, because guess what, shit things happen. People don't show up for us the way we want them to. Sad things happen, tragedy happens in our life. And you're never going to be immune from feeling that, but you want to have enough within yourself that you're like, okay, that was sad, but I'm going to be okay. And I and I mean, really knowing that I'm going to be okay. I am okay. And the only way to do that is to really lean in and do the work. Right. And it's not easy. Um, and Pamela, just anyone else that wants to come off and, and join in with this conversation, Leaning in and doing the work. Resistance is is inevitable, right? You're going to get resistance.
4: Yeah, I was just going to say there, like, follow your intuition. Um, You're going to have that voice talking to you. And when you do get those moments of resistance, don't think you need to do this all by yourself as well. Like, coming on a course like this, or going to a coach, or going... um, some other method to be to be healed or counselling, whatever it is. Um, you don't know what you don't know. And then you don't need to fix it all yourself. You just need to follow that little voice that you've got and you know that something's not right and you need to get it fixed and then you'll feel so much better, so much better. And then you're going to change your whole, the way that you feel, the way that your body works and... Your life
1: will just be so different. Mm, I love that. Trust in that whisper before it becomes a shout. Yeah. And often we don't, and then it becomes a scream, mm-hmm. and then we really struggle to mm-hmm. unpick because there's so much, you know, resistance there. Um, I'd love to know your thoughts, ladies, on mm-hmm. you know coming into this because you didn't know each other. Well, I know. Gemma and Bev have been on a course of mine before, but no one else, right? And so coming in and really knowing, because you know me, well, you know, Bev and Gemma have known me from before, but to trust to come into a group, because I think a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to share. And I know that you must have been like that. So what was it and what was your journey like? So just take yourself off and, and share.
3: I think for me, uh, one thing, and I remember calling it or talking about it on one of the calls, was that um, I've got loads of really close friends in my life, girlfriends, and um, I remember thinking I've probably been more open on this call with you ladies that I've never actually met in person than I ever have been with any of my friends. And I, I honestly don't know... Joe, maybe it's maybe it's some power that you've got but you said you work really with intuition all the time and um, you brought us together and I feel like from the first call we just had a connection that trust it felt really safe it felt like a space that you could just open up and be vulnerable and be you mm. and I've loved every Thursday night the the calls that we have it always come away feeling so inspired and so powerful and so confident and you know that it's just a a group of really strong women who actually are even stronger because they do let their walls down and they do let that guard down and just are honest and open Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the um Yeah, what it's what it's felt like for me I've just been so inspired by everyone on the on the program um in in very different ways and everyone's obviously on their own journey but actually every time someone talks you resonate with what they're going through or you resonate with something that they've said um and it's almost like we're all so connected it's It's quite hard it's quite hard
1: but you are we all are
0: think as well like when you go into environment where you don't know anyone like there is that like uncertainty but also I think there's a lot of freedom because well one we're all together to create change within ourselves so you've got that kind of common theme but you, there's no attachment like there's no judgment because you don't know these people and they don't know you so they know nothing about you so I sometimes think it gives you actual permission just to be yourself without the attachment because I like you said Siobhan you were like I've probably said more in here than I have to your close friends because we are emotionally attached to our past or our friends and stuff like that sometimes when you're in a space where you don't know anyone and there's no judgment and it's all taken away from you you're just like oh free to speak your free to speak whatever's on your mind you know so and it's so empowering when you've just been actually given the permission to do that in a safe container it's like it's 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 so it's freeing yeah it's, it's really really good
1: I love that. Bev, are you going to join in and say something? I was just going to say,
2: similarly to Siobhan, that first time that we all came on and started to tell each other's, let's tell our stories. And each one of us had something that we connected with or kind of, you know, really related to. And yeah, just kind of echoing Gemma, that kind of whole unattachment thing is so freeing. I know that stuff came out in the last 10 weeks that, I forgot myself, you know, and you dig it out and um, being able to say it in front of other people that don't know you and won't judge is just the best thing that's happened
1: to me anyway. I love that. And you get that trust. Now you've got that trust. You also have that trust to share more openly your truth with other people, I think. You know, it's like, well, actually, this is so powerful you start to then, like, for example, you'll share with your partner, you'll share with your friends, you'll share with your parents. Uh, you know, you'll just be like, no, this is actually me. This is, it's not the new me. This is who I've always been. But, you know, and you are less attached to, you know, to, to people and what they think and, and so on. So I love that. Vicky, what about your experience in a group for you? <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, I was... Uh, it was quite apprehensive, the first call, if I'm completely honest. You know, it's it's, it's totally out like of my comfort zone. And yeah. and then I'm sitting and there's these four women who initially, and you all do weight reduction, you're like, oh, my God, they've got their shit together. There's so much, like, just, you know, you know, there's so much, like, ahead of where I am. And then we all start talking. I'm like, actually, do you know what? We're all the same. This is like... We're oh. <laughs> well, Totally. We all need help. This is why we're here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Hi, my name's Vicky and I'm a flipping Think overthinkeraholic, you know. What <laughs> but it was it was it was it was empowering, you know. Sorry to sound corny, but you know, I came off that call and I was like, oh my god, like women who I probably would never have thought in a million years were had I would have anything in common with, and yet it was just it did, you know. As as the ladies before us have said, it was just a safe space, and you knew you could say what you wanted and express your emotions, and you knew that nobody was sitting there going, oh, my God, what's she saying? And, like, rolling the eyes because maybe you were crying or whatever. There was nothing like that. There's just been this love and support, which you can feel over, over the internet, over Skype, because, as we say, well, none of us have met, hopefully soon, but none of us have met. And just you can. There is this love and connection, and it's, it's been – yeah, it's, it's been just – as I said, empowering and it's yeah. I do. I feel, you know, I have got, you know, I'm I'm like Siobhan, I've got friends and I have got one friend who I am quite, and I can know I can tell her everything, but she's probably the only friend I ever thought I could. And yet here I am now with four virtual, five virtual friends who have probably said more to and feel great. And actually it's it's lovely, it's liberating because you let all this out and then it's it's is it's like a release. It's like you just go oh god I'm not holding on to that anymore and you just feel lighter yeah so it's it's been
1: great I love that I love that looking at your face I'm like oh (laughs) so good and so I could talk to you women all day you know I actually when we had our last call on Thursday I was like I actually don't want this to end like I have been doing this job for over three and a half years and I love every client I've worked with, I work with a lot with my intuition. So I won't work with everyone that I speak to because it's got to feel right. And every group, and when Lynette and I have run our courses, I love them. There was something really special about this. And Gemma, you'd said maybe it was because it's your you've done it on your own. It's the first one. And I think there's a real mixture there. But I think as I've really evolved, because I'm always evolving, you tend to teach what you needs or what you process or what you've gone through. And I think that's what makes a great coach or teacher or mentor. You know, we can have qualifications coming out of our ears, but unless we have walked the talk and really navigated our way through something, how can we be an expert in it? And for me, I've now everything that I've, you know, every lesson I've been through, so I know what it's like. And this to me, the empowered woman is about truth it's about speaking your truth it's about expressing your needs and really going into yourself and trusting yourself and it does take effort but actually um, it's necessary for me to have authentic success by really honoring and I always say to people if it's not right like we get and listen I'm, I'm I love social media in many ways but we can get so caught up on what good looks like, what I should be saying, what other people are doing, this and that. And actually it, it leaves us feeling empty and and unfulfilled. And for me, creating this was about bringing people together to come back to the whole self. Like you were born a whole person and you will leave a whole person. You were born and you will leave a whole person. You are whole and complete. And that's what the empowered woman means to me. So I'm going to ask you all through another site. You're going to put you on the spot. What does when you think of the words an empowered woman, authentic success? What does that mean to you? Like really tune into that, ladies. I'm going to come round and ask you, and just speak your truth. What does it mean to you to be an empowered woman with authentic success? So, Gem, I'll come to you first. Um,
0: Well, just like what's coming to mind right now. is vulnerability owning everything like owning all parts of who you are like the bad the good the ugly the great um seeing yourself as a whole person self-acceptance and just really giving yourself full permission to show up as your most innate natural true self yeah mm. probably talk a lot more but that's kind of
1: i love point. that Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, Siobhan, what does an empowered woman mean to Siobhan? I think, and
3: again, I could probably talk about it um for for a long time, but I think the one thing that really stands out for me is about understanding what my needs are and making sure that I make choices in my life that are going to meet those needs so and not not necessarily in a selfish way but in a way that I'm only ever going to be truly happy if I choose people and I choose situations that are are going to make
1: me really happy so
3: yeah understanding my needs and making sure that
1: I get those needs met Beautiful. I love that. Understanding your needs, really identifying your needs first. I love it. Okay, Pamela, what about you? What does an empowered woman mean to Pamela? Mm,
4: that's a very good question, Jill. Um, I think what's coming up for me is trust in yourself. Mm. And I've mentioned it before, intuition, follow that, listen to it. And again, what the ladies have said, doing what is right for you, but at the core, absolutely trusting what you're doing is the correct thing for you.
1: I love that, self-trust and self-honor. And there's a theme here between you all. Okay, Vicky, talk to me. What does an empowered woman mean to Vicky when you feel into that?
5: For me, it is believing in myself and following what I want and that that I know what I want um, and not feeling guilty about it, making me happy and no longer thinking externally and making other people happy um, and just being honest, honest with other people, but I think really honest with myself. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing I've learned about this and I, I think I've what to me as an empowered woman is being honest with yourself. And if it doesn't feel right, then it's probably not. And obviously echoing everything else the ladies have said so far, but yeah, for me, it's finding, I found my truth and speaking it and and just, yeah, following my heart.
1: Yeah. Beautiful, Vicky. I love that. Thank you. Okay. Last but not least, Bev. So what does it empower mean to you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> all of that above For me, um, it's about not always fitting into other people's stuff And not standing at the back and at the sidelines all the time But actually being true to myself about what I want And um, kind of being upfront about it And not holding it in So
1: yeah, owning my ship basically Yeah, owning your ship yeah. love it. Cause we've all got lots of shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> we have got lots of shit and no one else is, it's no one's responsibility to own it. The minute we own it, we become empowered straight away. Oh my goodness. I love this. I've loved recording this so much ladies. I just want to say thank you every one of you for trusting me for those 10 weeks to take you on this journey. I know this isn't the end. You guys are going to be like friends for life and you know, we'll, do some work together in the future. I know that. Um, But thank you so much. Take yourself off mute. <laughs> it's been amazing. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Listen, I'm going to let you go. Gemma, were you going to say something? No, I just want
0: to say like, thank you so much and thanks for this experience and doing the podcast and everything. It's just, it's been a great end. It's been fun.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because it's real women, right? We yeah. often see like a highlight and we see someone and we think well they're not me yet." it's very great that they're doing this but they're also like totally famous and they've got all this stuff but actually this is real women and other people are real too and what i mean is coming together to actually share and what this does is it just gives other people permission to say we're we're so the same mm-hmm. we all mm-hmm. have these fears and limiting beliefs and lack of trust and lack of self-love and actually when we get down to it coming back to the self doing the work self-trust self-honor self-love is the key to being an empowered woman mm-hmm. so on that note thank you so much everyone thank you thank, thank you, you. Thanks.